What's up, guys? Welcome to Good Bad to the Sequel. I am John. I'm Danielle. And this is the show where we have a good time watching bad movies, and we go through the guilty pleasures that we all know and love and decide whether they are good, bad, or just bad. Sometimes they're really bad. <laughs> if, uh, if you guys want to follow along in the fun, find out what we're doing on the upcoming week, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Good Bad Show. Um, you can leave us suggestions. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. You can also download the podcast at uh, Apple, iTunes, Google, pretty much anywhere where there are podcasts. And while you're there, hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review. It helps us climb the rankings and, and become relevant. Also, we really like when you tell us terrible things about ourselves. Yeah, if you leave us a mean five-star review, as long as it's five stars, you could say John smells of wildeberries. and. That's true. <laughs> what's a wildeberry you do smell like those rotten ones <laughs> yeah yeah stuff like that We're just... we we read these to each other at night in bed before we go to sleep <laughs> yeah really tear us down make it hurt mm -hmm. um today the movie that we have watched that we have sacrificed watching for your entertainment is this is your fault america <laughs> and also is... our one listener in greece 1988 Mac and me. Uh, the synopsis of this movie is um, McDonald's thought we forgot about E.T. So they ripped it off and tried to sell some Coke and Skittles. Yeah, sounds about right. That's uh, I think that's that's pretty much the synopsis. Uh, we're going to go through this movie and we're going to give you guys some uh, some awards. We're going to do a bold statement each about the movie. And then we're also going to tell you our worst line, best line. Worst performance, our MVP of the movie, the unredeemable moment, our favorite thing. We're going to give it a better title, and then we will finally decide whether or not Mac and Me is good, bad, or just bad. And I, I have a confession. <laughs> oh boy, getting started early. I don't have a favorite part. Oh, okay. I just have a bunch of question marks. Okay, well, this, this one's rough. Between now and when we get there, maybe you'll come up with a favorite part. You might change your opinion about something. This one's rougher than a dead cat's tongue in the desert. Okay, so I have two favorite parts, though. So well, we can share. <laughs> I can give you one of mine. Okay. <laughs> All right, what were your expectations going into Mac and Me? I didn't like the pictures that I saw of it, and I didn't like the one gif that I saw of it, and I knew I was not going to like it. But I, I'm, I'm sad for this movie. Anyway, my expectations were just pure cheese. Let's, let's see what we got. Okay, so I had heard about this movie my whole life. And even being a kid that grew up on 80s schlock and all mm. of the... Every, every <laughs> sort of type of movie like this, for some reason, this one escaped me. I never even saw it on like cable. It wasn't on HBO. It was nowhere. And, and actually, we saw it free on youtube last night we so did. apparently whoever made this movie whatever studio just abandoned it immediately because it just wasn't around really in fact i have a comment about that which will come up later there could be a good reason that it's on youtube okay we'll get to that at the end all right so all right this movie starts and you got it right away 
they just show you the aliens. Like, in Jaws, they don't show it to you for 30 minutes or whatever it is. In the new Godzilla, you don't get to see him for, like, an hour. They, like, hold back on these things. You don't see the killer in Friday the 13th for, for 60 minutes. The very first goddamn thing you see in Mac and Me is these god-awful-looking aliens. They look like E.T. and Betty Boop had a child. <laughs> Betty Boop. Yeah, seriously. It's bad. Like, really weird, large cheeks and giant, like, globulous eyes and a fixed mouth in the shape of an O. So, when I just saw the pictures before we watched the movie, I was like, they look they look like they're whistling at all times. All times. And then they are. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. They also look like they're going... Ooh, like they're just blown away by everything. And conveniently in the shape of a mouth that can only ingest things via straw. <laughs> and which they have on a planet which has no nothing. straws. It has absolutely nothing. Not that we could see. Could have a hollow earth. That's true, yeah. Over there on top but of. from what we could see, nothing. Not a whole bunch of nothing. And they but they got a straw and they drink what what you can only assume is something similar to Coca-Cola out of the ground Maybe. on their planet. We can't tell. We never went that far. Then Wait the, for the, sequel. the NASA vacuum shows up. <laughs> uh-huh. The probe. Yeah. NASA is sending probes to whatever planet they're from. Did you find it odd that they could use actual NASA logo? Was that not a big deal back then? I thought that, you know, NASA must have given them permission, right? NASA must have, like helped them with with that stuff right something you can't just use nasa without their permission i don't think i ever saw the complete nasa logo it was always partially obscured but it was definitely the nasa logo Um, i didn't notice it was obscured but yeah so they send the probe to pick up rocks and it also has a vacuum cleaner and it sucks up the alien family because well hold on these aliens are human size like normal like there's like a six foot dad there's like a five five. Oh, mom. he's like seven foot. He's <laughs> well, enormous. He's just ten. <laughs> yeah, he's enormous. Uh, and two and two little kids. So these beings who are human sized family of four all get vacuumed up. And they like, turn into like a smear. Yeah, they turn into gook. <laughs> they turn, but only when sucked. <laughs> they never they never use this ability to uh-huh. to escape to run away for their benefit they never turn into goo on purpose they don't like slide under doors yeah they're not like you know mr fantastic or uh <laughs> or reed richards i mean mr incredible which the guy from the fantastic four they're not, like they don't do it on purpose they only do it when vacuumed <laughs> only when vacuumed <laughs> or or when hit by a car but did you also notice that when they're walking on their home planet in the beginning we've we've been talking for five minutes and we haven't even gotten out of the first scene Oh, God. So they do a close-up of the feet, uh-huh. right, to emphasize <laughs> that their feet aren't regular feet. Uh-huh. And you can just see the rubber wiggle. Uh-huh, the toes, the outside toes. They went out of their way to showcase how bad these aliens looked. By the way, they have toes and they don't wear shoes. Like, what were they actually showing us? Because it they just showed us their hand. There was, like, a pride <laughs> in these aliens that the filmmakers had. Like, they wanted it close-ups they wanted front and center they wanted Uh it on screen as much as possible and it was awful somebody said we put a lot of detail in these feet i want these feet having screen time (laughs) and then it was too late you did the research for this one so i don't know but um it felt like that the director was also the special effects guy and he and he was proud as shit of what he came up with you know I, i didn't come across that in my research but i did come across 
quite a boatload of interesting trivia that we're going to get to a little bit later. <laughs> so they get sucked up by the NASA Hoover. <laughs> uh, and it takes them to, you know, secret space research facility. And uh, they're opening it up. This was actually like a... Uh, a scene from a quality movie yeah. at first, right? Like the, we, we found something, we don't know what it is. It could be dangerous space scene that yeah, is in a lot of movies. Yeah, like proper procedure to open it up. And yeah. there's a lot of discussion by the scientists looking on. I mean, they built a proper set. At, at least I think so. I'm, I'm watching this scene and I'm going, oh, it's, it's, this movie's good, but the aliens look terrible. This is, I'm like, mind you, we're only five minutes into the movie yeah. at this point, and I'm thinking, this has a bad rap for no reason. There was nothing overly distracting about this scene. Yeah, like the acting was fine for the 80s and in this scene, and I'm going like, oh, okay, like, I, I'm on board for this. I was wrong. So wrong. Maybe they, maybe they just gave up after this scene. Maybe this is the first scene they actually shot, and they, and they all were like bright eyed and ready to make an amazing follow up to E. T. Part Two. Oh God. So so uh, while we're talking about it, obviously this is a massive E. T. ripoff. Oh, God. To be totally honest, I haven't seen E. T. since I was like eight, so I couldn't make the comparisons where it's where it's ripped off like scene for scene, other than. Lost alien wants to find his family riding on a bike, in this case a wheelchair. Like it, mm-hmm. it it's obviously a ripoff. So to to the listener, the it that that goes without saying. It's an right. ET ripoff. But that's that's so telling, right? If you haven't seen it in that long and you know all of the, the tropes that came out of ET, you can so quickly identify those throughout this movie, which we'll get to as we go through the plot summary, but it's it's a embarrassingly rip off yeah it's it's rough so so they get out of the vacuum cleaner and uh they kind of like run amok they get separated Mm -hmm. in the uh in the the havoc and who the the character that we end up following is obviously mac who is the the oldest child of this family is he i thought he was the younger one i thought oh is he you can't tell because when you see him as a complete alien he's like two feet tall but when you see just the bottom half of him running because they couldn't figure out how to make the feet (laughs) run they just put him in a like i don't know a five-year-old outfit and you see human feet running away yeah when they're when they're all together i couldn't tell who was who between the kids and sometimes the mom i couldn't tell which one was which but anyways they're all naked he he escapes he runs out and he grabs an electric fence and it blows him backwards. He's still holding on to the fence. And it and now he does the rubber gimmick, right? Where he's mm-hmm. like, he's blowing backwards. And you're supposed to get this, like, it happens over and over again in the movie. This slapstick comedy, right? This, like, Looney Tunes-style slapstick comedy. But because Mac looks so unwell, <laughs> he looks so, like, uh, like... He just looks like ill and frail. Right. It's not funny. I felt bad for this awful puppet thing. And I, I felt I felt the same way throughout a lot of this movie too. You just you're like, I've I have feelings that I shouldn't feel right now <laughs> about this creature because it's like it's it's too close to like a lost child. Yeah. But not in the way where you you want it to get saved. More in the way where you're like, oh God, stop filming. Put it out of its misery. <laughs> back this and poor, shoot it poor thing. so he's holding on to the fence and the electricity finally blows him off the fence and you see a string which is tied to him trail when he comes off of the fence no Did you i see didn't that? see that you can clearly see a piece of string that oh. was tied to him <laughs> well so he wouldn't run away <laughs> <laughs> like seriously <laughs> they just left it in there wow 
And the, and then the other thing too is so like they do all this like slapstick stuff and then you're also supposed to feel bad for him because he like misses his family and he's lost in a world he doesn't recognize and all the tropes blah blah blah. Except for that his expression never changes. It's always whistle. That's his expression. It's so It's waiting for straw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please put straw here. His eyes move independently of each other <laughs> yeah. because there's probably one guy controlling the puppet and he's like Oh shit, I got mouth, I got left eye, I got right <laughs> hand. Damn it. His like eyelids are constantly <laughs> different like one's half down and what he just looked stoned out of so his mind stoned the whole family just looks so freaking stoned the entire they're just time. high on coca-cola <laughs> i know well i don't think they really understood what they were trying to get across but it didn't come across yeah so so he runs off uh he goes into traffic the the totally cliche nasa goons like grown up in a suit bad guys just doing their job, yep. guys are chasing him down. He ends up causing like a big pile up, and he gets into a a van with a family. Mm-hmm. And this, so this is where you meet the, the Snarky's hu- family. Yeah, the Snarks. <laughs> you you meet the the human family, right? So you got little boy in a in a wheelchair. You got older brother. I kind of I kind of liked older brother. Me too. He was actually, and they're actually real brothers. I think. Oh really? I think when I looked up the cast, those two huh. they're actually legit brothers. Hmm. And then the mom wasn't so bad. Like she yeah. she had some pretty rough stuff that she oh, had to man. say. But, she did the best she could with the lines she yeah. was handed to. She, but, but she got it. Yeah, but but so they're in this van and they're having the worst dialogue of any family <laughs> ever where they the brother goes, what was that? And the, the older brother goes, it was an ADUI. And he goes, what's that? And he goes, alien driving under the influence. L-O-L. Why? Why? No, nobody why, knows. No, why would you bring that up? We there, don't know. Alien hasn't been introduced to the family. <laughs> they, there's, there's that. That's not like a reference to something. It has nothing to do with anything. No, there are so many plot holes in this movie that that one just gives you uh, freedom to accept all the rest of them. <laughs> and then the mom said maybe it was an omelet with eyes. Yeah, what the hell? What? What? <laughs> what does? What? Why? <laughs> Who would ever say something like this? Every time I hear something like that, I can't help but think of how a movie process works, where one person is the writer, right? They type this out. So mm-hmm. somewhere there's a script, and in that script it says omelet with eyes. <laughs> then that script went to a producer, and the producer paid money to have this made. They read omelet with eyes. <laughs> Sounds good. Then it went to the director. Director's got to make the movie. He reads in the script omelet with eyes. He goes, yeah, that's a great line. And then it gets to the actor and she says it out loud. And not that through that whole process, no one went, what does omelet with eyes mean? Nobody snickers. Nobody gives a sideways eye. I mean, maybe it is a reference from another movie that we don't recall at that time that does make sense. Maybe maybe there was just a, a stream of like quirkyism, absurdism happening at that point, And they just sort of tried to push the envelope with breakfasts with eyes or something. I don't know. It was so bad. Nobody knows. So, so if somebody does know, please send us a tweet. Yeah. yeah we tweet, gotta know. Tweet at us at the Good Bad Show. Let us know what omelet with eyes means. Maybe this is our first t-shirt. Oh, I don't want to wear that. <laughs> you have to. I don't want to wear that. It reminded me of those Quiznos things. Remember those like squished up Quiznos characters? Oh, yeah, that were, like, the like mangy cat and yeah, squirrel or yeah. something. We're yeah. back to Remember? Oh, man, I miss Quiznos. I could go over some Quiznos. What if, you know, because we're doing fake sponsors, you know, Ooh. Good Bad 2 brought to you by Bang and all these companies that aren't actually paying us. What if we start doing businesses that have like gone away like Quiznos? Yeah, like Quiznos. We could do that. We have a fake Quiznos in town too. Yeah, we do. Q subs. Q. <laughs> we could go there. Um, so then the alien gets in with the family and they, then you find out that they are 
moving to California. The suburbs of. The suburbs of California. I think, I think LA. There was a guy wearing a Dodger hat. Oh, yeah. Um, and the kid, the, the main kid, I forget his name, Eric? Yes. Eric is sleeping in the back seat. And he sits up and he turns around and he looks out the back of the van and he goes, look at all these cars. This place is nice. Where the hell are they coming from in Chicago where there aren't cars? I don't know. Are they in the Amish country of I Chicago? Don't know. What I, I like within 30 Real seconds nice. the third <laughs> atrocious line. Real nice cuz the, nice. because there's cars. What? <laughs> Why did apparently that is uh, one of the scenes that has caught on with humanity because it's such an absurd pointless line that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Nice. Real nice. <laughs> Why? Where are we going? We've got to skip to the next one. I can't talk about this anymore. I just wrote nice equals cars. I guess. I don't know. So they get to the house. And, and when they first arrive in the house, there's some, some shenanigans that go on that were actually kind of entertaining as far as like within the context of 80s goofy movies like this. where like the alien hunt. Yeah, where the alien is kind of goofing around with them and he's like a, playing with stuff and mm-hmm. they're blaming it on each other. All that stuff was kind of funny to me. He's like using his little X-Men electric electricity powers to make the rc cars do their own thing and stuff and taking showers and yeah so yeah he takes a shower and then he runs he he leaves perfect footprints perfectly wet footprints from the bedroom and through the living room and all the way outside and those footprints and never lose shape or like wetness the entire way yeah like like a fucking scooby-doo oh yeah (laughs) But how come nobody else saw the footprints? Like, the kid's trying, at this point, the kid sees the creature, he's trying to convince his mom and his brother that it exists. Not once did he say, come look at these curious looking footprints, which I can't make because I'm in a wheelchair. (laughs) He did try to show the neighbor girl, which we'll talk about the neighbor girl. (laughs) He tried to show her outside, but they had evaporated. Right, the water prints. Yeah, the water prints, but didn't try to didn't bother to like the ones on the carpet the muddy ones yeah, the, the dark like perfectly formed there was like 30 of them yeah didn't bother with those no yeah uh the neighbor girl debbie debbie mm-hmm. i don't i, I don't want to get into the habit of us like tearing apart child actors for being bad actors but as far as <laughs> child actors go this girl is like she couldn't have passed for somebody on like Full House, like one of the one of Michelle's friends on Full House or something like that. It was she tried so hard though. She tried so 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 hard. <laughs> she, I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess she gave it a great effort, but every time she was speaking, all I could do was roll my eyes. So yeah, he's he's going around the house and he's causing little shenanigans or whatever. And then the older brother is in his room and he's unpacking like a teenage boy would. He's got like one boxing glove on and (laughs) he's like messing, messing with like some sunglasses and he puts the sunglasses on and he sees an alien Uh and then he takes the sunglasses off and there's no alien. And he puts the sunglasses on and he sees an alien on the other side of the doorway. Yeah. What did this remind you of? I don't know. What did it remind me of? They live. 
Oh, man. <laughs> Put the glasses on. Ah. No, that... Mm, I, I thought know. he was about to get into an 11-minute fight with Keith David with and, his Roddy, mother. and Roddy Piper. That would be amazing. And did you notice that as soon as the alien went away, his mother stepped in exactly where it was and just happened to never see this alien exactly yeah. where she was? Well, you can't have this type of movie without a clueless parent. Oh, you, have, you have to have just like an absolute moron parent. Right. That's... You've got to have the kids really working hard to decide whether they want to hide it. Or tell their parents, but then they have to know, even if they did tell their parents, they wouldn't get the help they need. So they've got to tra- take matters into their own hands. I was kind of on board with a movie that was going to be about an alien basically taking the place of like poltergeist and, and screwing with them. And the mom thinking that the kids were doing it. If that was going to be the whole movie, I was sort of on board with it. It felt a little like, you know, TGIF after school comedy or something but like it, was, it would have been all right it was if, cheesy as shit yeah this is true we can cuss in this show right yeah we've been cussing a lot the whole time this is right, our sixth me. episode i don't know and we've been cussing the I whole time i don't listen to these <laughs> not a fan of the show <laughs> i have left it a terrible five-star review <laughs> so then the 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 next day the, they wake up and the kid, the, Eric, hears some like noise, so he gets in his wheelchair and he goes to investigate. And uh, there's an RC car that is controlling itself, and he stops in the hallway, and a massive like two foot drill bit comes through the <laughs> wall and nearly murders this kid. It's like for digging post holes, this drill <laughs> and, at eye level. And then they lock eyes right through the hole. Uh-huh. It was it was only a piece of sheetrock. The interior wall in this house is just a piece of sheetrock with no insulation, no wires, no no posts. There's nothing in there. Well, you see, it was one of these shoddy mid-80s California suburbs, these ticky-tacky <laughs> houses. I believe there's been shows about it. But, yeah. uh, you know, the, when the kids uh, rolled up with the mom and saw this house for the first time, they said, Mom, can we afford this? And she's like, no, not really. <laughs> yeah, I think she was being sarcastic, but she works at Sears, so no, yeah. she can't. Can't afford well, it. she just started working at Sears. Yeah, she hasn't even started the job yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so then they find out that Mac has done a little DIY project, and he's brought the outside inside. Okay, where was that going, and where did it go? Yeah, I think he Why? was trying. I think the point was that he had attempted to recreate his planet. Well, oh, because. His planet was covered in flowers and grasslands and shrubbery. No, it was like a dry ass desert. But it. But he did live outside. In the desert. Right, it's just rocks. in general, outdoors. I, I don't understand what he was trying to do. Like it was, I thought that could turn out really cool, but it still felt so derivative of other movies where the humans wake up and see that all of a sudden these aliens have made all these changes to their house. Like actually it felt more of, it felt more like Poltergeist or something. That, yeah, that's exactly what it felt like was Poltergeist. Which was interesting. I thought it was the same house, honestly. Uh, the kitchen looked exactly the same to this me. chairs. Yeah. I, but nothing ever happened with it. Like, there was nothing, there was no, there was no reasoning to all the symbolism. Like, there was only one symbol that ended up making sense later, which was the flowers and the straws. But as far as bringing the nature inside from outdoors i don't know what they were trying to accomplish i think it was just general fuckery just he's just messing around because he's a child child alien yes like that's Uh, no he's not a child alien he's a mysterious alien creature eric called him right and then just for the rest of the movie everyone just called him mac everybody knew that he was mac yeah Yeah. it just it just cut on the way things do see um, and then, you know, mom gets up, blames it on them, whatever. I I believe this is the part where 
Uh, Mac is like outside. He runs away, and then Eric goes after him and finds out that their backyard is a hill, a canyon, and he goes down the hill. He can't stop his wheelchair, and then he goes flying off of a cliff uh-huh. into, like, a ravine. Uh-huh. I uncontrollably and uncomfortably laughed my ass off. Yeah, it was that... bad. <laughs> I... <laughs> I did not know that it was going to happen at that point, and I also realized that I had seen this clip before. And then, so the one bit of research that I did was that I had seen this before because Paul Rudd, the actor Paul Rudd has been for 16 years on Conan O'Brien every time he goes on that show. <laughs> Instead of playing a clip from his actual movie, like Ant-Man or whatever, uh-huh. he plays the clip of this kid going <laughs> off a cliff in his wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> and we all laugh at it. Who are we? <laughs> it's bad. It, it is so comically like edited. It's, it is hilarious that they even, again... Wrote in a script, uh-huh. wheelchair kid goes off cliff. Well, you have, okay, wheelchair kid going off cliff. Obvious drama. But then you have dummy of kid in wheelchair yeah. falling into a ravine, <laughs> which is humor. And then, like, if you if you have no context of what this scene is, you're now looking at the water where this kid and wheelchair dummy just splashed in. And then you see freaking Dobby pop up. <laughs> <laughs> but, but first he he jumps in right mac jumps in and he swims underwater towards him and it's he not only is he not moving like his arms and legs aren't <laughs> no. moving and he's face down but his arms and legs are moving backwards because he's being pulled with a string uh-huh. and you can see it uh-huh oh man it's, it's just, so bad <laughs> it's so cringe it's so bad. and then and then you have little debbie from next door the the nosy kid neighbor telling him to swim swim, swim. the kid's a paraplegic like i'm sure he you know his arms function but she's just he's you know, tied to a wheelchair yelling down swim like, yeah yeah oh, God. that this is like so like you said supposed to be a moment of like drama but it's it's 50 percent hysterical and 50 percent like not cool like, they yeah. just shouldn't have tied a kid to a wheelchair and throw him in some water in a kid's movie. No, it's it's messed up, and the execution was so poor, but that's not the first time this movie turns really fucking dark. Yeah, yeah. There's... Like, real dark. <laughs> yeah. Like, real dark. There are some metal moments in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is not one of them. <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> Maybe it was. <laughs> so, uh, so then the, they, they get the kid inside, and uh, the doctor comes and checks him out, and the doctor's doing, like, your classic adult wellness check uh-huh. like you know you're crazy you're seeing little green men or whatever and uh, they're there son but, but what's what was hilarious to me is so the older sister from next door debbie's older sister comes over to check on him she's got a mcdonald's uniform on right but it's like a really nice one it's like a polo her that's name is the, courtney that's what they used to look like really they, yeah they actually used to be a little classier i don't remember that. not by a whole lot but <laughs> classing up the joint this mcdonald's in particular is the fucking spot but anyways <laughs> so she's she's the the older siblings the brother and sister meet and there's like a little like spark a little chemistry right older brother's like what's up and she's walking away and the little sister goes why don't you come get a big mac sometimes and i wrote big mac equals fuck sister the the way that she said it was like you should bone my sister wow mcdonald's did you know you signed up for this (laughs) they did why don't you come get a Big Mac sometime. Make more kids to come get more Happy Meals revenue. Yeah. What? 
Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, so that, that scene ends and then Eric is in bed. I think it's like nighttime and this little girl comes back, right? Cause now she's like wondering what's up. Uh-huh. She opens his bedroom window from the outside. Because this before or after she told him that the adults think he has schizophrenia. This is the same scene. That's okay. like once, once she gets inside, she goes, the adults think you have schizophrenia. But there's a dresser against the wall. So the kid in the wheelchair can't reach the window, uh-huh. right, to open it. Uh-huh. So the sister, the Debbie, opens it from the outside. I don't know where this suburb in California is, but I'm guessing you shouldn't have windows where anyone outside of the house can just open your windows. <laughs> but then you wouldn't have a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to grind into a halt right there. <laughs> She's like, I can't get in? Fuck it. I don't care about you. Who are going to criticize windows? <laughs> of all the things in this movie, you're worried about the windows? Oh, no. The, the list is long. So, yeah. So, she gets in and she tells him that he's got schizophrenia, which it was... Like, kind of amusing if if this was, like, little rascals and they were constantly right. getting words wrong for humor. But not, if you just do it once, she's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's the... She learned it from her TP sessions outside. So, so she's then, a hippie. Then they execute their foolproof plan of Eric has decided that he's going he's gonna to trap Mac with Cokes, right? Because he figured out that he likes soda. That makes sense. How, wait, how did he figure it out? How did so he... so when he went to go look after oh. he after he got out of the shower he noticed that he had taken a coke, so he knew that he liked coke. And the first time he had a coke because this goddamn movie worked on us is when they were in the car uh-huh. when the alien first jumped in. Yep. And the alien took the, took took the his, older brother's coke. Yeah, yeah, and he like blamed it on him. So so right yeah. off the shoot for the very first thing you see is them drinking something out of the ground. They fucking love straws because they have straw mouths and yes. they love coke. So yes. he leaves a trail of. Cokes and straws. Not derivative of all at all of Reese's Pieces and E.T. Like, I was waiting. I was like, what kind of oh, trail? Oh, I didn't even put that together. Yes, I was waiting for this. What type of trail is he going to have? Because by this time, we've seen so much branding. It's awful. You've seen um, blatant uh, screen... Uh, we, we've seen blatant views of Skittles bags, like, out in the clear. We've seen so much Coke. When we've I seen eat, McDonald's. When I eat Skittles, I place the bag in my lap, label out and right, right. side up. And flat, too. Did you notice how empty <laughs> those bags were? Did you know? Like, yeah. I mean, come on. That was really bad. But So I'm thinking, okay, we've got it. It's either going to be McDonald's. It's going to be Coke somehow. I don't know how you would leave a trail of Coke unless you just have a bunch of Cokes. Or it's going to be Skittles. And I'm thinking... This whole movie is so derivative so far. It's going to be Skittles, right? They've just traded out Reese's Pieces in E.T. for Skittles in Mac and Me. He's going to leave a trail of Skittles. And then I see here his trail system, his like Hansel and Gretel uh, bread cr- breadcrumb system for Mac is a trail of bendy straws. Yeah. Which... Half bendy straws. As we as we all will know, will lead to coke. Like any alien would see a trail <laughs> of bendy straws and say, "Mmm, yeah, coke. Yeah. That's the thing I like." Coke. So so, but that's just the first part of the plan. You got to get him mm-hmm. in the room. The second part of the plan, as Eric explains to Debbie, is you hold this extension cord because I'm gonna vacuum him up. Uh huh. We, you and I, and the millions of people listening to this podcast, the viewers, know that these are rubber, squishy, liquid aliens who can be vacuumed up. Yep. Eric. No idea. Has only seen a human-shaped, toddler-sized thing, Mm -hmm. and his assumption, his guess is, I'm just going to vacuum him up. And on the other two kids, just roll with it. 
okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, his line. His line was, um, "I sucked him up in a vacuum to prove to everyone he exists." <laughs> so his logic was flawless. In fact. So, flawless. but it works. Yeah. So he vacuums him Sucks up. Sucks him up. And while he's in this vacuum. He takes Debbie on a ride up and down the walls and the ceiling and uh, all over the place. And she's she's wigging out, which is like a kind of a humorous thing, except for that they've not displayed that he can move while goo. Right, because she's in, so she's wearing like a backpack version. She's got the canister Which on has her back. wheels, yeah. And so he goes in there, and so he's able to somehow propel her all around the room, or what we think is her... Yeah, it's just a dummy of her. So it's flock. like it's like a raggedy ant. It's like somebody picked up a, a life-size raggedy ant doll. Man, they they keep having like you can have in the eighties. It was like pretty common to have some like dummies. Remember we watched Moonraker and the mm-hmm. boat explodes and dummies go flying through the air, but <laughs> yeah. the camera's really far away from them. Uh huh. Right. Yeah, they're silhouettes. And we're watching everything on on you know um, heightened resolution now so things become a little more obvious than Mm -hmm. they were then but this movie wants you to know about these bad special (laughs) effects they put the camera front and center on these dummies and bad bad aliens and they like (laughs) they they, it's like they're trying to reveal it in uh in like ninja turtles they do their best to not let you show that the shells cave in or the seam Mm -hmm. around the head because they're wearing a, a helmet mask thing right because they care. In Mac and Me, they're like pointing it out. They ain't care. They want you to see how god awful <laughs> this is. It's really bad. Um, and then, uh, so so the the mom, uh, comes home and she's freaking out, and the the FBI guys are there. Hold on, wait. Before this happens, they get the alien out. First, they try to reverse the motor. Right. And they try to get him out. Doesn't quite work. Alien, I think there's like a fire and there's an explosion of dust. They come to the alien and how do they revive the alien? Coke. They tip a can of Coke with a straw, which somehow like that wouldn't even work, into the alien's straw hole mouth and revive the alien with perfectly branded Coca-Cola. Yes. Yes, I forgot. I forgot about that. Oh, right. Coke. Yeah. How could right. I forget? Not water, not, not, not something carbon-based, the building blocks of like... Everything, but no, no, Coke, Coca Cola. So, chemicals. So, uh, they, you know, they they fix him, and he like, I don't. Did he go outside at this point, Mac? I don't even know. Anyways, they get up the next day, and the house is now pristine. Yes. Right. I Fixed. think Mac is like appreciative that they that they nursed him back to health, even though they're the ones that tried to kill him. Uh huh. And so he fixed the whole house Uh and uh, the mom gets up and she's like super appreciative. And there was a line here that I actually like legitimately laughed where they're trying to convince the mom that they didn't mess it up and they didn't clean it Mm -hmm. up. And the older brother goes, is this something we would do? And the mom's like, oh yeah, I guess not. Good point. That was was actually really funny. But, but one of the things that Mac did when he fucked the house up was he took the saw they were using inside and he cut a triangle into the front door. Uh Uh-huh. Now, like I said, I was paying attention to the sheetrock before. So I had a close eye on this door to see if it was like thin and flimsy. <laughs> uh-huh. And it was not. It was a thick, normal entryway door that he had cut a triangle into. Cut to he's cleaned the house up. The older brother goes over to the door and he emphasizes, look, the door is fixed. 
fuck you, movie makers. <laughs> I wrote on here, fixed door, fuck you. You're going to tell me that this alien put a piece of wood back into the middle of a door he seamlessly? That's not how wood works. Maybe he went down to the Home Depot and made like a 6 a.m. purchase. They open early. Maybe Home, he knows how to hang a door. Home Depot is not one of the producers of this movie. How do we know? Because we, we missed it. We would have known. Maybe, maybe, the, maybe post-production was so sloppy they accidentally cut all of the scenes with Home Depot product placement. Yeah. <laughs> I always have a perfectly hung new door. That that legitimately pissed me off. I was like, okay, all right, yeah, like I'll I'll be willing to go with the rest of this trash, but don't try to tell me you just put a triangle back in the door and called it good to go. He held it. Um. So then, uh, you know, mom mom goes to work. Whatever. They come back to the house, and Mac is sitting in the chair watching TV by himself. And Eric go Eric, the older brother. No, the younger brother. Eric? Yeah, he's Eric. Y- younger brother goes to Debbie. Oh, he's sick. There's something wrong with him. He doesn't feel well. Oh, yeah, he's like blowing his nose with tissues. Uh, I'm sorry, Kleenex. <laughs> <laughs> he looks exactly the same. Just more stone. Like, I wrote sick equals the same. He's yeah. he's no different. He's not a different color. Just he, snotty. He's just not currently fucking up your house, so that means that he's ill yeah he's not et sick and so they get him this so they get him some some coke right because this is what's bringing him back to hell uh-huh. and then what i sat up and i wrote something down and you wrote i think or you said to me i think we're writing the same thing right now so i want to see if we did write the same thing okay. right now what i wrote was mac is diabetic oh no i didn't write that <laughs> underlined in my notes that this movie was definitely funded by coke oh okay yeah so i had figured that out long before that (laughs) but but mac is mac is a extreme diabetic it must be like he if he doesn't have coke 24 7 the whole family they're all diabetics they need to get this checked out right because it is how you cure diabetes in the 80s yeah (laughs) yeah, more coke i forget you you gotta get that blood sugar up um so what what is happening from this point forward is fucking bonkers. Ooh, and then it gets dark. Wait a minute. What am I... Okay, so I want to get to the McDonald's part, but when does the power wheel come in? When does the dogs chasing Mac in the cart... That's, yeah, the power wheel. The power wheel. Oh, the power wheels. Yeah. The thing he's driving. Power, power, yeah. power wheels. Yeah. yeah Anybody yeah. that grew up in the 80s knows about well, power wheels. has more than one wheel. <laughs> it's power wheel. Power wheel so, sounds So, anyways, like... since we're on the topic, uh-huh. for some reason, he just goes... Hole an ass down the street in a fucking power wheel. Power, power wheel. And there's 400 dogs chasing him. So many him. dogs. Oh, because uh, because the mom and the son go out for a jog. Uh, and I think Mac yes. now has separation anxiety slash he wants the good shit. That's right. Which is right. Coca-Cola because yeah. he doesn't know how to really use He's strong, a complete and total fiend. He's a junkie. <laughs> he's a coke junkie. <laughs> fucking cokehead. And so here uh, he's deciding to sort of trail them, I guess, via power wheel. Yeah. And so th- so this like a lifeless wheels. floppy dummy of Mac, which is tied to a power wheel, goes ripping ass down their, down their street and there's a bunch of dogs following him, and one dog slides out, right? He blows a tire and he loses traction, <laughs> but then another dog does it, and there's smoke. Uh-huh. There's like there's like a puff of dust. So, like, they made these dogs turn a corner real hard, like, hard left at the band, <laughs> and they go into a dust trap, and these dogs are spinning out for comedic effect. Why? <laughs> I, I laughed my ass off when the one dog had tire smoke. <laughs> <laughs> you locked up, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> he locked up and turned seven. Um, 
Okay, I don't who like the, he gets back gets stuck in a tree. We never find out how he the gets. The dogs himself. bark. Yeah, yeah like, like there was no consequence. It just again, went. they're tr- attempting slapstick comedy, but because oh, of the way that Mac looks and so his Ill. expressionless face, uh-huh. it's never funny. It's only no, sad. It has a strong expression. That's the problem. It has one strong expression, which is like somebody beats him sometimes, <laughs> and he's ill. Oh, that's his expression. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like. Hi, Betty Boop. Okay, so now Disturbing. now we get into the section of the movie where they mention real quickly that they are headed to a birthday party. The dilemma here right. is that Mac is around. They need mom has left. Neighbor's mom is going to monitor the children today, and that they cannot leave Mac alone because he's sick. Well, they know that the FBI knows. Oh right, there. because there was the there was a power surge. The 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 NASA agents. I'm assuming these guys work for NASA. NASA they show up yeah. at the house. This is the this is the extent of their investigation. Right, I'm going to recite it to you. It'll take four seconds. All right. He walks up to the mom uh-huh. and he goes, "Where were you at during the power surge?" She goes, "Driving home." He goes, "Okay," and he walks off. He walks right over to the car with the other agent and he goes, "It's here." <laughs> yeah. I wrote, "It's here." Why? He just he just accepted her her word because she was telling him the truth, uh-huh. and he just it's here. Well, you see, he's wearing a suit, so he's real smart. Yeah, right. But also clumsy. So from this point forward, those guys are just runners. The goons. They, they just chase. That's their job, and they also blow out some tires yeah, along do. the way. But anyway, so we go, we go. We can't leave him here because those guys are after. So we have to put him in our teddy bear costume, which we keep lying around, mm-hmm. and take him with us to the party at McDonald's, right? So then they're sitting in the car, they're trying to convince Debbie's mom that this is just a regular teddy bear and it's this, like, shitty 80s, like, about to get found out. And he's like, oh, I took it and got new microchips put in uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Oh, man, that whole scene was painful. Because it's like, I, I guess Teddy Ruxpin back then right. was sort of the thing, Yeah, right? but so he had said like that a... it was old, but then he's saying that it's new. He's, he's had it his whole life, so that's why he's bringing it to the party with him, because he's attached, and I guess, like, he gets more of a clearance because he's in a wheelchair, so people are like, oh, oh well, God. I guess it's okay, but... He just got new microchips. This this That's type of scene is a tri- it's happened over and over again, and then usually it's kind of a funny thing, right? The adult is grilling the kid about something, and they're stumbling over their words, uh-huh. and they're struggling to lie. This was so poorly executed; it was un it was unbearable to watch. The, the, <laughs> I just got new microchips put uh-huh. in it was awful. But so that's a low, right? The movie comes to a, a low at this point, but then it skyrockets back up Ooh. because they pull up to the McDonald's parking lot. And I was writing something down and you told me you want to see this. You I need to look. <laughs> My mouth was open. I'm like, he's got to see this. He's not seeing it. You got to look. So I want to know your thoughts on this, but I need to take you through my roller coaster yes. of emotions first for, for three different notes. So I wrote Mickey D's dance number, right? Cause uh-huh. I just wanted to remember to talk about it. You got break dancers in the parking lot doing like, you know, their, their breakdance thing. And I'm like, oh, wow, there's people dancing in the parking lot of this McDonald's. Like, that's, you know, an 80s thing. That's, that's fun. That brings, brings some life to the movie. Then they go inside. There's a million kids in there. Also, the Washington Redskins. Uh-huh. What the fuck are the Nobody Washington has... Redskins doing in this McDonald's? They're not in Washington. <laughs> and then they they walk up to some girl we have not met. 
and Debbie tells her happy birthday, and I wrote in all caps, someone else's birthday? Why did they bring this kid there? You don't bring someone else to your friend's birthday party. No, but they he was new to the neighborhood, so they were trying to like help him meet the neighborhood kids. Did they mention any of this? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then yeah. I wrote, dance number two. I hit like, <laughs> like Oh, a, but it never <laughs> stopped, did it? A second dance number inside featuring everyone inside. Everybody. And it's perfectly choreographed. <laughs> perfectly it's a choreographed. Legitimate flash mob. Like it turns into a musical, a mu- just a musical, not even a musical number. Like it, the movie goes from E.T. Ripoff to Coke McDonald's commercial to McDonald's the musical. With Ronald special appearance by Ronald <laughs> fucking McDonald. Ronald is legit at this McDonald's. Yes, cheering him on. And it's the guy from the commercial. Uh huh. Like it's the the He's guy. He's credited as Ronald McDonald in the credits. It's actually <laughs> him. I was smiling from ear to ear while this is going on. Oh, and you've shit, got, it worked on you. You've got Mac in his terrible teddy bear costume because you need a person. Did in... you notice there's a hole cut in the butt? Yeah. Yeah. Which was Mac colored on the inside. Oh my god. And then like the eye holes are not even. Nope. And he's he's dancing on the counter and no one, no one questions that this teddy bear with new microchips is gotten itself onto the counter and is dancing. Well, they're, they're high on dance, man. <laughs> they're getting carried away. They're feeling the rhythm of the night or something. Whatever happened in the 80s. Uh, and then uh, then the I think the NASA agents show up and we got to abandon the dance and we got we to gotta run, right? And so Yeah, but the dance was such a great diversion because here you have these grumpy adults with their pet carriers who are coming in here to try to catch They Mac. had pet carriers? Yeah, they had big metal pet carriers. Remember they rolled up and they're like, they're like, Cadillac or whatever and in the back it was sticking out these two big metal pet carriers I did not know yeah the alien that. catchers so so which weren't vacuums by the way yeah which would have been a way better plan which would have been effective but uh so Eric and Mac take off down the street in Eric's wheelchair and at one point the camera is behind him and it is clear as day that there is a six foot two hairy <laughs> grown man in a wheelchair who reaches out and grabs onto a truck. Oh my God. Like uh-huh. Robin Williams's arm. <laughs> like <gross. laughs> grabs onto this truck. It was, Sick. I was like, come Terrible. on. And did you notice that, uh, well, I mean, you haven't seen E.T. in a while, but there are these iconic scenes of E.T. on the run in um, Elliot, the the son, yeah. the boy's bicycle, and E.T.'s wearing mm-hmm. something on his head that Th- kind of looks like a veil. This I picked up on, yeah. Yeah, yeah that same was, thing. That was pretty thinly veiled. Same yeah. thing. Yeah, rough. He's rough so stuff. they, like, throughout the movie, they start putting more clothes on this alien because they're teaching him human shame. Um, I guess he's, <laughs> I don't know, they at some Be point... Be like us. <laughs> I, I don't know, I guess at some point there's an Adam and Eve discussion. I don't know, I don't really know what happens, but they start putting on more and more clothes on this thing. So he's wearing the teddy bear outfit, which I understand is a, is a you know, a, something to hide him. But at some point he has a big t-shirt on, but in this scene he's wearing just, I don't know whose clothes he's wearing, but he's wearing, I guess it's supposed to be a disguise. They found a t-shirt, I got you could presume that it was in the car. And then oh, some but, sort but, of a head covering. But how he, oh, they went through a clothesline. Oh. They went through a clothesline and then like closed out drawing and drying. And so the, the comedy there is that, you know, you go into it, bare costume, you right. come out of it covered in women's clothing. Uh-huh bras har 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 uh-huh. yeah so but the older brother shows up with his new girlfriend from mcdonald's to make the save right uh-huh. 
And this is another thing that made me laugh, but unintentionally. His plan is he's going to open up the side door of the van. He's going to reach out in motion and he's going to grab the wheelchair and get both the kid and the alien and get him into the car. Right. While traveling at full speed. Right. So, which is not unheard of in movies, right? It's like Normal an exciting movies. action. Except for Proper movies. It kept cutting from inside the van to outside the van to inside the outside the van. If he's inside the van, no sunglasses. If he's outside the van, sunglasses. I didn't notice that. So his sunglasses are just going on, off, on, off, on, off during that whole scene. Uh-huh. It was like... Did you notice the stunt... Double who had to pull that wheelchair in the car. How big and burly was that stunt double? Uh, no, because I was looking at his sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> so they get get him in the car. And from this point on, this is my least favorite movie that I have ever seen in my life. What? From the point that they get him into the van until the end of this movie. Oh, no. I was in misery Ooh, tell us more. <laughs> so they go the kid uh, eric goes i think he misses his family he's pointing what you derived all of that from the fact that he's pointing oh okay <laughs> so he's he's pointing i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna fly through a lot of this because i just really don't want to talk about most of it so you make he, your heart hurt they go to some cave in the middle of the desert after they stop in a in a uh, windmill farm and uh they find the family who is the a alien no- family the alien family yes. another dark ass moment they're just laying on the ground with their eyes open Lifeless. and i was like oh shit they're dead like i was like this is awesome <laughs> well they they rolled with it too they yeah. were like moving them around like do you think these things were dead why were their eyes open because scary oh my god that was horrifying it cost too much money to close the eyes so they the, they're not dead, so he goes in and he gets all the cokes that they brought with him because the all these diabetic aliens are <laughs> lying around. They gotta get gotta get that blood sugar up. Good lord. And then they take him and they gotta they go to the gas station. And there is a girl at For the, more Cokes. For more Cokes, yes. yeah, and to make phone calls or whatever. Who gives a fuck? So they're sitting there <laughs> and there's a girl at the pump next to them, and the father and mother alien both look out the window over at this girl at the pump next to them, and she Gives them the fuck me eyes. Yeah, she was stoned. Well, she they were both pulled in the parking lot waiting for them to come out. Well, so she was parked right next to them. This like, this girl wanted a threesome with those yeah, two she aliens. Did. She I, was I, into I, it. I wrote alien threesome. They were stoned as shit. But she had coke. Not cocaine, but she had a coke. Right. So the aliens bust through the window and take it from her. And then they go to the grocery store and they're just walking around in the grocery store God, the ending of this movie is so bad. In the bad. Coke display. In the Coke display. And then the the security guard comes and Father Alien takes the gun from him because he's like curious or whatever. And then they're leaving and he the cops shoot at him and he turns around and shoots back at them, which explodes everything. everything. Literally everything on screen explodes with one bullet. It was shocking. I, I, John Woo has more, <laughs> has more tact than this. <laughs> Holy shit. Why did everything blow up? And not just like force of explosion, fire. Like a it, fireball. Maybe it was maybe it was meant to be like a magical diversion. Like when you throw a smoke bomb and disappear, they're like, I don't know what to do anymore. Which, explosion! So this explosion kills Eric. Yeah, he legit is, kills. So the father alien killed the kid, right? Yep. Then 
they do this thing where they show you the fire in slow motion and you can not really see anything behind it. Then you can sort of see Mac and you can kind of see the family and you, and they're like really lingering on this shot of the, the of the family of aliens on the other side of the fire. Mother then of they dragons. cut back to Eric and then the family is just standing there. Uh-huh. So they tease that you're going to see them walk through the fire uh-huh. and you don't. Why'd you set it up? Why even bother with it? And then they gather around and they do their dumbass hand signal thing and they bring Eric back to life, whatever. Then they get citizenship. And I couldn't stand this part of it. You get citizenship, why? Because you blew up a grocery store and you brought back to life the kid that you murdered? Uh Uh-huh. But you know what? They bring him back to life. And he still can't walk. <laughs> yeah, if you have What the hell? <laughs> you couldn't go the extra mile. What the give hell? Give the kid his legs back. And then they drive off in a pink Cadillac. And this was all so painful to watch. Uh, do you want to bring up the last scene? Is it not the Cadillac? In the pink Cadillac? I don't remember. With a bubble? Oh, right. The big cartoon bubble that Uh says we'll be back. They were so confident that this thing was going to be a goddamn blockbuster that they had the gall to announce a sequel in the movie. Oh, good grief. No, like even people who probably love this movie, because I'm sure there are because we like bad stuff, Mm -hmm. that there's no way there was going to be a sequel. Not a chance. This was terrible. No, and like the part where Eric dies, so he's sitting there in his wheelchair dead you can just see his silhouette with the huge fire explosion behind him you can't see his head so for a second it looks like his head was blown off because it's kind of like lulled back like it's completely limp his his body's completely limp and then you see his family there and they're screaming and then you have little girl debbie the neighbor who is putting on like an oscar worthy little yeah, this kid is performance the, this is the like, moment where she shines she her, like she is like gut wrenched in the background head down the mother's there all of the alien families are putting hands on him he starts levitating he comes back to life but they really let you know and live with the fact that this kid is dead for a while oh, yeah, they, for an extended they period of time linger. and the whole time i was thinking this movie is fucking metal. i was just waiting i was just waiting 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 for him to wake up after him coming to life coughing as if he had been underwater <laughs> oh he's alive and I, I so wish they did it just would have been like every tick box checked off for a terrible movie if he had waken up if he had woken up like that i was hoping they would leave him dead because then it would have been like a topic of conversation right like rocky loses at the end spoiler alert <laughs> if they had murdered eric in this movie and then just left it there oh, that these like shit. diabetic aliens had killed the kid and then that, I would have watched a sequel to that movie. So there are quite a few Google searches for Mac and Me alternate ending. Because oh. I think people might have been looking for that. Oh, really? I don't know. So so uh, one my last note on here. So they're at the, at the wherever you get citizenized. Citizenized. Merc Nash. And they're all in suits or whatever. And so they now have shame for their bodies. They're wearing clothing. So the father and the mother are humans in costume. Uh-huh. Right, the I think you were right about the age. The littlest baby is just like a puppet or a prop, mm-hmm. and Mac is a puppet at this point. And Eric rolls up to him, and he goes to give Mac a high five. And Mac's eyes are looking in separate directions, <laughs> and they whiff the high five. Did you see that? Yeah, and and uh, and the the boy was just like, uh, should we roll with it? <laughs> We're doing that again, right? <laughs> they fucking whiffed the high five because the puppeteers weren't that accurate. 
And by this time, they were on their last canister of film, so <laughs> roll with it. <laughs> Don't cut it. Don't cut the cheese-ass 1988 high-five. Just leave it in. That time. summed up the whole movie to me. We it was care. just like going for a high-five, which is corny in itself. Uh-huh. But if you nail it, oh yeah, it feels good. Nope, whiffed it. Whiffed high-five. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. That's finally the end of this movie. Uh, okay, all right. Let's good get into Lord. our b- bold statements, which... <laughs> oh, this was This was hard. This was this was the hardest movie for me to get through. There were parts of it that were fun enough and entertaining and you know, like it's kind of like eating candy, but there are so many parts of it where I'm just I didn't feel good after watching this movie. I felt kind of ill. Like why did we spend our time on this? <laughs> well, let's do our bold statements and our awards and then we can wash our hands of Mac and Oh, me. thank God. Um okay, so your your bold statement is basically like Something about the movie that is, this is the best, the worst, the, the longest, the greatest, the shortest, this person's best performance. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna start you off with, with my bold statement. Yeah. This is the worst special effects to star in a movie, right? Mm-hmm. There have been worse special effects in movies before. But imagine if Harry in Harry and the Hendersons was awful. A pillow? Oh, yeah. Like, a pillow? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, human eyes. If you're yeah. going to have the emphasis, the title of the movie be about one of these special mm-hmm. effects, maybe put an extra 20, 30 minutes into creating something that doesn't look like liquid hot garbage at all times. 123-year-old Betty Boop. Yeah. At no point did this thing look slightly remotely real or passable. Or especially the family. It was just confusing. The, the mother and the father were the some of the worst special effects I have ever witnessed. You could see the the spot where the head part connected to the body part. <laughs> like, oh man, it just it made me like angry. It was it was pretty bad. Yeah. It was pretty bad. They were yeah, they were just in kind of like rubber body suits. Um, what was your Bold statement. Uh, if you like ripoffs of Spielberg movies served in a Happy Meal box, this is the movie for you. Yeah, this. I wonder if there are Mac and Me Happy Meal toys. There's. We'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the next thing we've got is your worst line. What What was your worst line? There are a lot to choose from. Um. So, <clears throat> my worst line is when Debbie, the older sister in her McDonald's polo, says to Michael, the older brother, after meeting, and they sort of, like, linger on each other in the hallway. She's going off to work, and she says to him, why don't you stop by for a Big Mac? (laughs) Yeah. Pause for effect, says Big Mac. There's, like, you can see McDonald's dollar signs just, like, spilling out of this movie at this point. Yeah, McDon- McDonald's is just happy that the words Big Mac were stated in a feature film. So many times. They probably overlooked the innuendo that in that <laughs> yeah. moment, Big Mac, Big Mac meant you should bone down my <laughs> sister. It meant call me at 11. <laughs> I wrote down, look at all the cars. This looks nice. That, this looks nice. That was like jarringly Still bad. Nice. Um, what was your best line? So my best line, originally I wrote it under worst line. And I just gave up. I never found a best line. So I drew an arrow <laughs> from the best line category to my worst line, which is uh, when Eric is explaining to the other two kids about his vacuum plan. I sucked him up in a vacuum to prove to everyone he exists. <laughs> it 
So oh, okay. I think All we, right. we both chose a best line that is so bad that it made us laugh. Oh, God. So uh, actually, mine's not the line. It's so much as what happens after the line. So I forget at what point in this movie this is. It, it, oh, you know what it is? It's at, at, outside of the grocery store at the end. Okay. And Eric yeah, wants yeah, to yeah. go in and save the aliens. Uh-huh. And he goes... I'm not leaving. And he's immediately wheeled away by a cop. <laughs> he says, oh, I'm not kid. leaving. Cop goes, the fuck you aren't. <laughs> you got wheels, kid. Are you going wherever I want you to go? You're going to try. Oh, oh. man. Um, what was your uh, worst performance? Eric. The kid? The yeah. main kid? Yeah, he's pretty bad. Yeah, he... Um, I feel... Poor kid. He it, was trying It's hard. tough to say that a child actor is like the worst part of a movie, yeah. but there's a casting process. Yeah. You know what I mean? There are other kids out there, yeah. so you can't ream, ream him too much, but if you're going to determine if something was bad, yeah, it was wasn't good. pretty bad. Um, originally, I wrote the football McDonald's dance diversion. Yeah. Why were the Washington Redskins in this McDonald's in, full, in, in California? Full, like with the under eye paint. Yeah. Like they just walked off the field. And went to McDonald's to have a dance-off. They didn't even untie their damn cleats. Like, they were ready to go. They were like, we want some Big Mac. You had a dance for your Big Mac. Like, what even happened? Um, my worst performance is just the special effects. Um, that, that, that Nothing else needs to be said about that. Now, we're going to get into the MVPs. The, mm. the person or entity involved in this movie who was putting out effort as though they were in the new Schindler's List or Godfather <laughs> 2. Ooh, uh, hmm. My MVP... So, so my runner-up is Alan Silvestri. Okay. He is the composer of this film. Uh-huh. You might remember him from a million super famous things like Predator, Back to the Future, to the and future. The Avengers. Uh-huh. That, that super awesome Avengers theme is Alan Silvestri. And he was swinging for the fences in Mac and Me also. He was doing his job right. Oh man, he he got he earned his paycheck yep. in this movie. But my award goes to the you're going you're all going to know who I'm talking about, the one running NASA agent. The guy who was real determined. <laughs> they do a close-up of this running NASA agent, and he's yeah. got upper lip curled in, head down, dogged determination to catch this goddamn kid and this alien. I'm gonna get these aliens. <laughs> Let's see what I'm aliens! <laughs> he was Area 51 yep. raiding the shit out of this series. He is 2019 leading the charge on Area... F- he's in charge... He's a... Uh... What is it, September 20th? Yeah, September 20th, yep. He's going to be right in front, front lines of Let Me See Them Aliens. <laughs> this dude was fucking serious. He's going to get him. Who's your MVP? Uh, this this one was tough, too, because it was such a lousy movie. But I think Debbie, Debbie really tried the hardest. She, the little girl. Ooh, really? She was trying, man. Ugh. She was milking it. She had range. I could not. <laughs> Oh God! I she was, and that isn't that terrible. That's that's the uh, that's the highest rung we have to look to Ugh. is her performance. Man, I would put almost everybody in the movie above her. Really? Yeah. She. Well, that's the thing. It's such a bad movie, Ugh. but she tried the hardest, and that's the MVP. It's who who didn't know they were in this movie? Yeah. Who didn't realize that they were going to be in a movie that would end up on a home podcast about <laughs> bad movies? <laughs> Debbie didn't know. Debbie didn't know. Is that a song? Debbie didn't know. Debbie didn't know. Debbie didn't know. Um, okay, I know that you had a tough time with your with your favorite part, so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here. So I have down a tie 
between the the Mickey D's dance number and the Power Wheel and Dogs. Those two things <laughs> made me smile so much. I will watch both of those on YouTube multiple times because they made me so happy because they were so cheesy. Those were what I'm looking for in this podcast. Is that why you spend extra time on the toilet in the morning? Oh, that's what I'm doing, yeah. I'm yeah. watching the Washington Redskins dance at right, McDonald's. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> So I just wrote down tie, and then the power wheel thing was so funny. Yeah, jeez. The slapstick in this movie was just painful. Um, for my favorite part, I just wrote down a bunch of question marks. Yeah. I don't, I can't, I, I, when it ended, I don't know. I don't have, like, I, I can't, in my good conscience, have a favorite part of this awful movie. I really don't. I have a lot of unredeemable moments, though. Oh, okay. So what is your unredeemable moments? Uh, the fact that it was a ripoff. The whole thing is such a blatant ripoff. It is so bad. It is such a duplicate. It's it's living in the shadow of everything it tries to rip off, too. Like, it never supersedes anything that it's trying to mimic or copy or duplicate. It is terrible. So, to, to emphasize that, we watched this for free on YouTube. YouTube. I don't know how much it would cost to stream E.T. on whatever services, but I'm guessing, like, four bucks, five Probably. bucks. I would still tell people pay whatever it costs to watch E.T. Yeah, and just avoid movie. the free Mac and me. <laughs> um, my unredeemable moment is the last 20 minutes. From the time that they pick up the adult alien family until the credits is painful to watch. Mm-hmm. And that's including a potential threesome with a human lady at the gas station, the metal murdered kid, the uh, I'm not going anywhere. There was like a legit explosion too. Yeah. Like a real explosion. Even with that, every time the adult aliens are on screen, it makes my eyes, my brain and my heart hurt. Makes me a bit queasy. I could not. I hated them. If I encountered (laughs) them, I would kill them. You would poke their huge open eyes. Yeah. With a sharp Mm. stick. Um, uh, All right. This is. This is one of my favorite parts of the show. What is your better title? Um, McDonald's Presents New E.T. by McDonald's. <laughs> and Coke. And Coke. Um, my better title is <clears throat> Inbred Yoda Manages His Diabetes. That sounds like an infomercial. That sounds like those things you see at midnight after the normal TV runs out <laughs> and they just have like these long commercials. <laughs> Are you an inbred derivative alien? Do you have diabetes? Diabetes. Try Coke. (laughs) Oh my god. Alright, now the point of the show is we determine whether these movies are good, bad, or just bad. I have a feeling that you've probably figured it out. Case closed. It's bad. There's no argument here. This is not good, bad. This is a steaming hot pile of garbage. This is some of the clumsiest product placement I've ever seen in any movie ever. Even worse than commercials. Even commercials don't have this bad of product placement. Carry on. <laughs> okay, so I know how you feel. Uh-huh. I actually am conflicted. Get out here. of here. So You're I... fired. <laughs> you need to leave. I have written down here 80 slash 20. That being that 80% of this movie is good bad i was having a really good time watching all the stuff in the house and the little crappy alien like messing with the family and um i'm not saying it was okay relax i'm not saying that it was good i'm saying that it was good bad it was fun it was like entertaining i smiled there's several parts where i actually laughed because they wanted me to i was having a, a pretty good time with this up until they picked up the family, and underneath where the 20% is written down, I wrote, 
fuck these aliens, <laughs> fuck this ending, fuck this movie. The 20% makes me hate the entirety of it. I will not rewatch this. I won't come back to it and love it, even though it's cheesy. I know there are people out there who do, and they're probably going to tweet at us at the Good Bad Show their their opinions. We're going to fight. The 80% is completely unraveled by the 20% to me. So, so I'm calling it just bad, but there are parts of it separated, taken out of context, that I will revisit on YouTube, just for, for shits and giggles. I think any bad movie will have that, though. Any any bad movie has scenes that are just so so appallingly poor that they've become part of our zeitgeist. They're just, they're just you've, like, you've got to see this. They end up with Paul Rudd, um, Conan, you know, 30 years later, whatever it is. It, it's, yeah, wow, 31 years. 31 yeah. years this movie is. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. It's bad. It's bad. So you can keep living with me. So, okay, what I want to do now is what we're going to do from time to time is check in on who holds our basement position. Right now, the basement position is held by Trolls 2. Troll 2. So when we've got a just bad movie, we need to determine... (laughs) We've got to determine, is Mac and Me worse than Trolls 2? Shit, I I didn't think about this. I did not have this going through my head. I would say no, because Trolls 2 from every... Troll 2. I I haven't seen Trolls 2. I'm guessing it's not good either, but Troll 2. There's nothing... Like, it's funny that it's bad, right? And it's... I might rewatch it just because, like, I would show somebody else and go, you gotta see how hilariously terrible Troll 2 is. But there's, there's no... It's hard to say, because I don't, I don't want to see Mac and me again. In, in my life. God, Other that, than in GIFs. I don't want to see it again. This is really tough. They're both so bad. Honestly, Mac and Me had more money put into it. At least it seems like it. There was... It was a... Wow. It was more polished than Troll 2. Wow. Yeah. Troll 2 still is the, the basement for me. Yeah. It's still the basement. It's It was just... That was vomit on a stick. That was bad. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Just based on the fact that I would recommend youtube videos uh-huh. for mac and me but i would recommend troll 2 in general to somebody who is doing a connoisseur as you say <laughs> a connoisseur of trash of awful so movies. the basement position still belongs to troll 2 it does all right that pretty much sums it up for mac and me uh next week we are going to get in no what? Are you, we haven't even gotten into any trivia. Oh, what you just... Who are you? Okay, sorry, I didn't know we Who had a trivia segment. We've you... just got... Yes, we have a trivia segment. Oh, hold the presses. <laughs> We've got trivia to go through. They, oh, are you in a rush? Do you have something better to do than talk about Mac and me all day? I just want it out of my brain. No! <laughs> you have to sit here and listen. We're not done. You sit there and you hear more about Mac and me. So last week, we... Also started a new category that was... Oh, right. Guess the budget versus the amount of money that it made. That's right. Okay, so what was the budget? $13 million. Put up by McDonald's. Um, and that's my, that's my over-under, or just whether or not it made money. Um, you can just tell me... Well, how much I thought it If made. you think it made any money. And then you can tell me what number you think that might be. I'm going to say, based on the fact that we found this for free on YouTube, uh-huh. which means that it is abandoned by the producers, <laughs> uh-huh. that it did not make money. You're right. It made $6 million. Oh, they took a bath. 
It was only in theaters for, take a guess. A week? Two weeks. Oh my god. They dumped it after two weeks. Yikes. The movie that says in the movie that there's going to be a sequel, and it tells you there's going to be a sequel, <laughs> was pulled after two weeks Good. because it was so bad. Gracious. It was so, so, so bad. It was in theaters against Die Hard, Big, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, man, it never stood a chance. Even if it was good, it would have gotten obliterated by those three. According to a 2017 interview with the producer, uh, who is R.J. Lewis, he's still open to a sequel. When was this interview? 2017. Oh, my God. There is a sequel in consideration. Is it in the works? I have no idea. If anyone knows anything more than this, because I actually didn't research it after I, I read that, because it was just right before we started yeah, recording you, this. if you know something about a Mac and we Me gotta sequel, know. let us know at the Good Bad Show. Ooh, we should we should do a documentary of that. I bet you one exists. Oh my god, no, of like the making of the sequel, if it's a real thing. I mean, it was it was really, really, really bad. And Spielberg's producer at the time saw this movie and approved it. Wait. What so Steven Spielberg's movie, Steven Spielberg, who did the 1982 movie E.T. Right, so Amblin Productions. His producer, uh, Kathleen Kennedy, I think, mm-hmm. signed off on this movie. Oh my she god. She saw this movie and signed off on it. Yikes. Why? I don't know. Okay, ready for another trivia? Yeah. Ready? Okay. How long was the choreographed dance scene in the McDonald's? Ooh, it, I'm gonna say... It felt like five minutes, but it was probably less than that. Two minutes. Four and a half minutes. What? From parking lot to FBI agents busting out the back door at the dog cage carriers. This is... Four and a half minutes of choreography. This is previous to a flash mob being a thing. Yeah. That every single person in, in this McDonald's was had gotten together prior and choreographed a dance scene for this girl's yeah. birthday. There's even like a little three-year-old rocking it. Like Which she, makes you wonder, who the fuck is this girl that she can get that many people to dance at her I, birthday? I, I feel bad about myself as a what, 11-year-old. I didn't have that cool of friends at all. <laughs> My birthday's coming up in a couple of weeks. And at I'm all. guessing that 40 people in the Washington Aww. Redskins aren't going to dance sorry. for me. <laughs> so um, in this interview with the producer... The the dance scene was really important to him, and it was actually really important to the director as well, Stuart Rathill, um, because they were not just making a movie, they were creating revenue streams. They wanted a soundtrack, they wanted a book, they wanted videos, they were just looking for revenues. So any way they could make more opportunities for revenue generation after this movie, they were putting them in the movie. This movie was backed by Coke and McDonald's. Not McDonald's proper, but McDonald's family, because their idea was to roll off two very famous characters, which were E.T., huge at that time, still, uh, and Ronald McDonald, who, at the time, was apparently bigger than Santa Claus. Holy crap. So they thought that by combining them and and casting an actual disabled kid, uh, who he has spina bifida, spina bifida. He's actual bifida, yeah. Bifida. Yeah, I think so. Oh, man. Uh, I don't really know how to say it. <laughs> We're not doctors here. Uh, on the- <laughs> uh, they thought that they would generate enough money to give back to the Ronald McDonald house. Oh, okay. So it actually had good intentions. It had good intentions. That makes me feel a lot better it about this It had good movie. intentions. That's why there was so much McDonald's backing, because they wanted to use that revenue to give it back to the charity. I feel like a dick. Because I just thought an evil burger corporation tried to make a movie. No, 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 no. Let's pull this back even farther. Let's peel back the layers. 
Conscious capitalism is a great way to make money. You tell people that if you purchase their product, consume their service, give them money in some way, they will be giving back to a cause. They're still making money. They're okay. making more money That's off fair. of it. That's Except fair. Except that this movie didn't make any money. Yeah. This movie lost money. This movie took money from Ronald McDonald. Yes. Yeah. You stole from the clown. It put more kids in wheelchairs. You stole from the clown. Really, really bad. Um, uh, <laughs> Mac they, and me put more kids in wheelchairs. They actually built a McDonald's to code for this movie. It was never used. Why didn't they just use an existing I McDonald's? I don't know. It was never used. All the way up until the 2000s, it was still in existence. It was never It used. was just an abandoned just building? An abandoned McDonald's. Okay, I'm back to fuck this movie. <laughs> fuck this movie. Um, what else? Oh, guess which famous 90s actress had her film debut in this movie wait there was somebody in this movie who's famous very famous did you notice her in the movie no was it the older sister no i have no idea jennifer aniston what was in this movie where this is her film debut is she one of the dancers no she's an extra sitting in like on a picnic blanket in a park somewhere and then the next time she pops up is in leprechaun yeah Wow, with yeah. her with her original nose. Yeah, she's embarrassed about this too. I would she's imagine so she. Is. I know she doesn't so like leprechaun. Her brother was, I think, uh, I think her brother was an AD, and so he was able to get her on as an extra, and she just hung out in a picnic place and got paid four hundred bucks. Wow. But she is, yeah, super embarrassed about this. Man, I never that I never would have known that. And that's our trivia's. Okay. It lost money. It is backed by McDonald's family. I think not McDonald's proper, but McDonald's uh, family. And it has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. As it should. Want to mention I just went on a roller coaster ride of emotion with this movie, but I'm back to fuck Mac and Me. <laughs> um, it was garbage. All right. Now we have covered Mac and Me. Yeah. Next week, uh, go ahead and watch beforehand. We are going to do the 2003 classic Benefer. <laughs> Geely. Um, now, I am aware that this movie has been covered to death. Have you seen this movie? I have not. Neither have I. Which is why I want to do it. What not, an adventure. We're not doing this podcast to try to gain notoriety. We're doing it because we like watching shitty movies and talking about it. So, <laughs> we're going to watch Geely and we're going to talk about it. And if you've already heard 10 other podcasts cover it, well, you Screw get to you, man. <laughs> you get to hear it again. <laughs> spend time with us <laughs> you'll win um so that's what we're gonna do next week you can follow us at the good bad show mm-hmm. you can find me at fit geek training you can find danielle drinking pepsi god damn it at a burger king <laughs> <laughs> you're so rebellious <laughs> this movie will not have me with its product placement <laughs> <laughs> and be sure to leave us a mean five-star review wherever you get your fine podcasts Make it hurt. All right, folks, peace out. Bye.